Welcome to Life is a Metaphor mini podcast where we explore the many metaphors that life has to offer. So I'm going to take this metaphor that I've actually heard before, heard many years ago, even in a very formal, like I've heard it in a religious context. And at the time I did kind of take it more formally, like it was, um, you know, something that had to do with enlightenment and um, I mentally understood it, but Lately, I've really been seeing it as a more practical, like hands-on, I'm able to feel it. It's not just a cerebral understanding kind of way. And so I just wanted to play with it some more. It's just been really making some more real life sense to me. Um, And the metaphor is uh, this concept. I'll go ahead and use like the very religious um, wording of it first, uh, which is like yoking yourself to God. And have, I've, I've heard it. I know that there are um, several religions that speak of this, um, yoking yourself to God. But I've even heard this talked about just in general terms of enlightenment, even if there is no specific religion attached, you know, yoking yourself to the universe or all that is or, you know, the life itself, you know, yoking yourself to this um, as a path to enlightenment, you know, and the way that I originally understood it was like, yeah, this is like kind of a very surrendered kind of, you know, you, you yoke yourself to life or to God and you let it lead and you surrender. And, you know, you even take this very committed act of yoking yourself to it, like tying yourself to it and letting it take you where it's going to go. And, um, you know, so when I understood it, I understood it mentally that this is kind of this pathway to enlightenment you just like let go of your own agenda and let it take you Um, or at least that is how I originally understood it but lately it's been making a little different um, sense to me and partially that's due to um, some lectures that I was listening to and uh, partially just due to the way that I was seeing it So, you know, I was thinking of it as this like yoke yourself to this thing called life. And so I'm just going to use general terms because, you know, regardless of whether you even um, identify with a concept of God, it's just like life, right? It's in this moment of life where we all struggle with like, does life have the wheel or do I, (laughs) you know, do things just happen to me or do I actually try to control and steer and do things the way that I want them to, you know, and and so many people, there's so many self-help things out there lately that are um, talking about control, you know, and they seem to fall into different camps, like, you know, release control or don't try to control things, which is more of that surrendered kind of thing, or, or, you know, like have more personal control and more will and, you know, more self-awareness and like write what you want in this world, you know, so it's sort of, I don't know, it's a polarized thing, and you know me, I cannot stand the polarized stuff. Like, anytime it's one or the other, I always feel like, mm, you know, it's got to be the both. So when I started to think about this, and actually in the lecture, it was an, a Carolyn Elliott lecture, by the way, I was listening, and they were just talking about how it's like when you're yolking yourself to something, we're talking like horses and a coach, you know? I mean, that's that's where that term came from. I mean, it's a carriage and horses, you know, or a cart. Let's just say simplicity, a cart and horses. And immediately, I mean, before anything else was said, 
I was like, oh yeah, I just like needed the full picture of that metaphor. Like I just should have pictured it in my mind because that, okay, exactly. That's when yolking to like some horses actually happens, you know, and that said it all to me. And immediately I thought like, okay, this is a really cool metaphor for when you're trying to determine how much do I drive, you know, because it's perfect. There are two horses attached to the cart. And in a way you're yoking yourself to them. Their power is fueling it and they are pulling you and it's their life force. It's their directive. I mean, they're, they are moving you and absolutely, um, they can take you for a wild ride. Um, but also (laughs) you are the driver you are, or, there is a driver of the cart, you know, there is someone there steering to and pointing in the right direction or in the direction they would like to go. And they get to have some say in it too. So it sort of makes the beautiful balance of it just like really clear all in one really basic metaphor (laughs) where it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's neither nor it's both. Like I always, you know, sort of love to find, um, it's both. So yeah, the horses are the guiding force and so are you very equally, just as you see depicted in a situation with a cart and horses, you know, um, you couldn't say 100% that the horses are driving and you couldn't say 100% that the driver is driving because neither would be totally true. It's kind of this relationship. And the other cool thing is, you know, it kind of explains all the little parts of why and how, too, uh, when you look at this basic metaphor. So it's like, well, so if, you know, these horses are taking me for a ride, like, how do I ensure it's not just this crazy wild ride that I'm, you know, and they just like buck me off and take me ever? Well, <laughs> you get into a relationship with those horses, right? As the driver of the cart, and you've like, you know, yoked yourself to these horses, or uh, you, you develop a relationship. That's exactly what you know horsemen do uh people that are training horses or or going to use horses or you know someone that um relies upon them for them driving their cart or whatever you know whatever uses people have had for horses whether it's racing or riding or pulling carts like you have to develop a relationship with these horses and you know the metaphor is limited because like some people view it as this really dominant relationship where you like break the horse and you teach it what it needs to do and I don't really know if you're going to break life and teach it what it's going to really need to do it's a different kind of force than that I mean if you want an extremely powerful horse I mean you might you might be able to think of it like that and if you break that horse and like pick yourself a really docile horse that's you know going to be easily broken and you can tell it exactly what to do well okay okay I could see that having some metaphorical implications for the life situation too but it's probably going to be kind of a slow horse right I mean if you want a very powerful get you there um kind of horse that has some spunk and some kick well that's not necessarily going to be the kind of um, horse that you can easily break. And still, even with that really reliable sort of um, low energy horse that has been broken and will take you wherever you want to go, there are absolutely still moments where that thing gets spooked and it's going to buck and it's unpredictable. There are still Uh, there is still a certain level of unpredictability that always exists. And that's the way life is too, you know, and when we, you know, relied on animals or something instead of like our cars, (laughs) we were a little more in tune with that, um, 
kind of that relationship and that unpredictability that we weren't the only ones driving um, a little more. You know, now we've kind of manipulated things to where <laughs> we can feel like there is reliability and control and our car is going to do exactly what we wanted to do. And oh my God, they're going to get to be like automated really soon. And, um, you know, then we won't even be driving. So, so whatever, that's a whole different metaphor. Like, what does that, what does that mean <laughs> about us metaphorically as a society? Um, interesting, but I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. I'm just kind of fleshing out the rest of this metaphor that you get in relationship with that horse you know you you get to know each other the horse has to trust you and you have to trust it that is the thing <laughs> to be able to use a horse and you know or to be able to have a successful cart ride <laughs> cart pull to have a successful journey let's say um, you've got to get in relationship with this horse and there's got to be mutual trust and there's got to be listening to each other um, and you've got to kind of read the horses and see what the you know what mood they're in that day and um, kind of work with them and you know uh, adapt your movements to theirs and you've got to communicate well to them you know and so everything that I'm saying is totally metaphorically relevant to your situation with life too. You know, you can't just, um, or at least when people are thinking like, how do I do this? (laughs) How do I do this life thing? You know, is life just taking me around everywhere? I mean, I guess you could, you could let it, you could just like sit there and let the horses take you wherever. Um, Or you could try to like dominate them and whip them and like, um, you know, be extreme in that direction. But really, you know, the most successful ride or um, journey on that is going to be that, you know, Get in relationship with your horse, read it, talk to it, communicate with life, listen to life, read its movements and adjust accordingly and really let your steering be known. It's, it's getting in relationship with life or God, whichever word makes better sense to you. You know, and, and what do you how do you do that? I mean, that's obviously the thing. How do you do that? You do that um, by treating it as a friend, not an adversary. You do that by being deeply curious about it. You do that by um, realizing that it has its own will too, you know, just like the horse. How do you get in a trusting relationship with the horse? Yeah, by doing all those things and, you know, letting it, letting it have because its force is part of the pull, but then you get to pull too. Um, So I think that part is cool and beautiful to sort of look at how that metaphor plays out too. But then also I thought it was really nice because like I said, the context that I always understood this metaphor was this total surrender thing where you like yoke or chain yourself to this thing and you like know that it's in charge and it's the driving force uh, behind all of your uh, journey and you just like let it go. And I think there is a part of that that is so true. I mean, when you are hitching your cart to a horse, like there is a certain surrender that you are doing there, Um, a certain level of trust. And, uh, you know, especially if we're talking about my cart is my entire journey in this life. Well, yeah, man, if I hook my cart to uh, this horse, I'm really giving it some some control and some trust, but that it's not only that, because I kind of thought that was limited. That's why it never really appealed to me, or it did appeal to me, but not to the level that it did when I was just like actually pictured what happens. Like, oh, uh-huh. So it's not just that you hook yourself to this, you chain yourself to this, you know, horse and like, 
it's not just that. It's actually the act of enlightenment is this active communication process because it's not just that. It's also about you driving. Like how much do you drive and how much do you let the horse drive? That's a constant question in life, in in my life anyway. You know, it's like, how much do I try to drive this? <laughs> or how much do I just like accept it how it is? It's a constant question. And this metaphor just kind of has me feeling it more. Where you're like, well, you know, it's kind of like the horse and the cart. How much does the horse drive? How much do you drive? It seems a little more clear to me when I think of a horse and a cart. (laughs) You know, how much do you steer the horse? Um, Seems a little more clear. It seems really like a 50-50 constant interchange, like a real dance, you know, like that horse is in a spunky mood that day and he's bucking a lot. I've heard people with carts um, and maybe not in the everyday world, um, although I have heard some farmers and people that were using horses say like, oh, well, he's in this kind of mood today. And so let's take him on an uphill trail or let's, you know, like I, I got to work with him this way, you know, like, oh, he's kind of jumpy today. So like, hang on, you know, we're just going to work with him this way and let him go at a little faster pace, kind of like working with it. You know, I've heard that happening and I imagine that's exactly what you would have to do. And that's the thing with life too. You know, it's like this, this, it really makes it clear how you just have to constantly be in communication with life and be watching and be listening and dance with it, you know, just truly dance uh, with it how it's moving and let it have some power surrender to it and but also dance with it so that you can have some power and say too because you want to be a part of it um and you can steer a little you know but to think that you're gonna get everything to happen the way that you want is also silly and it just really makes that balance real to me like makes it feel like oh I get it yeah horse (laughs) horse and driver um and then as a separate thing because this was also a different thing uh that I heard um not in the same little aha moment that I was listening to this but you know, people, I constantly hear people talking about masculine and feminine energy. I have several podcasts on this. Um, It's an interesting concept to me. And of course, you know, doing the disclaimer, I'm like not talking about someone's actual gender. I'm talking about just like male, female energy or what people have called masculine or feminine, feminine energy. And like, what do they actually mean? I mean, I've spent so much time pondering, like, what do they actually mean? What is masculine energy like? What is feminine energy like? And um, I mean, I've at different times, like had different understandings of it and then they kind of shift a little and it's interesting that people even need to pin it down or want to pin it down but basically it's like anything it's like two polarities and uh, two things that maybe seem to be at opposite poles but that are actually that yin yang thing they're actually one and the same thing they're actually a part of that cycle and like without the other one the other one doesn't work and so um in a different thing I heard someone refer to Uh, I think it was also a Carol and Elliot lecture, Um, masculine and feminine energy, you know, being like projective and receptive. That's a name to call it. But in this case, they were saying like, yeah, this this kind of helps you in life when you're trying to decide how much do I push and project and how much do I allow and surrender and just receive Um, And they were talking about masculine and feminine energy. And I was like, 
horse and buggy, <laughs> you know, like it's also linked to that too. And I thought that was a little side link. That was also cool. Like it's the same dance, um, <clears throat> or at least it represents like masculine feminine energy too. How much do I push or project and how much do I let go and receive and you know, allow and embrace. And then how much do I like sort of assert my own will? And then how much do I, and it's, it's like people say it all the time. Oh, it's a dance. You know, you do both, you do both, you do both. But I don't know for me. And it was always like, I thought of them as separate, but in this one little metaphor, it's like, oh, dude, it's, I mean, and I'm, I, I, I dance <laughs> for a living. <laughs> um, so it's funny because it's like, wait, I mean, why is this just making sense with the horse and the buggy? Um, because it is so very much like dance where you're dancing with this other person and there's like, you have to sort of receive and like go with what they're doing while also taking it to the place that you want to go or toss out some ideas on the place that you want to go um, or else you'll stagnate because if you just sit there and go with what they're doing like it usually falls apart the dance usually falls apart and if you push to try to get them to do what you want to do like it starts to look rough and jumbly it looks you know like jerky and it's not it also falls apart you know there's no flow and but doing both equally and exactly um, in tune with each other where it's like oh I heard you kind of project and push this way so I'll like give and lean that way while at the same time I'd like to start turning so I'll kind of push around to the side and turn and like oh hopefully you received that and um, you know so it is it's like that give receive give receive constantly to where the giving and receiving is happening simultaneously Um, and so the masculine and the feminine are happening simultaneously. And that question that you ask in your life, like, how much do I push? How much do I get to decide myself? And how much is decided already for me? How much do I push? And how much do I just surrender and accept? It's not even happening like I'll push a little and then I'll accept a little. I'll push a little. It's not even happening in separate time. It's happening all at the same time, the same way as a dance, the same way as the horse and the carts where, you know, the guy's not like, I'm going to steer for a second and then the horse will lead for a second and then I'm going to steer for a second. Like it's happening simultaneously. It's like, all right, so horse is doing this very much like the dance, you know, horse is moving, horse is like, you know got something in its foot so it's like kind of stomping right now and I'm gonna understand and like slow up uh, so that I don't try to turn him yet because I want to turn but I don't want him to only be on one foot when he turns you know just um, things are happening simultaneously the horse is leading and the horse's energy is in charge and I'm letting it because I'm respectful of the fact that this is the energy and the fuel that I am using to get where I want to go. And so he has the power, but also I'm going to have some power too, or I'm going to steer too. I'm going to let him know like this way to go. I'm going to be a part of that process. Um, and it just kind of happens both. And I don't know, it just... You know, for whatever reason, I was like, I like this metaphor. This really makes sense. And it really is just like, all right, in life, <laughs> um, you're just dancing. And I mean, I've heard that metaphor too, but um, uh, yeah, it just made sense with the little horse and cart because um, 
You wouldn't say, you wouldn't be able to say that either one, the horse or the driver, was in charge. You know, you couldn't say. And that was the perfect part because it's like, oh my God, it's so split equally and it's so divided equally that you just couldn't say. I mean, with a dance partner, sometimes people do say one leads or whatever. Um, but really, truly, it should be like that horse. I mean, that's when the most beautiful stuff happens, in my opinion, too. Um, but it's and it's happening simultaneously. It's not even happening in intervals, although one could look at it that way, too. I mean, I think on a larger view, you could kind of point to some intervals where one had a little more pull and then the other one had a little more um, receive. And but in general, and that micro level, it's always happening like simultaneously um, because both are equally, even the horse, it's equally leading and being guided. It's receiving and pushing at the same time because um, that's exactly what it's doing. <laughs> you know, um, It is leading forward and pushing and putting its energy, but it is also, you know, yoked and, or has, you know, uh, a cart attached to it and, um, you know, pulling something and receiving um, surrendering to its job here, pulling this cart. So anyway, um, I just thought it was a cool thing to play with because I know that that is something that comes up in my life and other people's life all the time. Just that, you know, where do I have the wheel? When do I have the wheel? How much do I have the wheel? And how much do, do I just let go and let life, you know? Um, and this was just kind of a beautiful, really simple answer. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas and deepening in any way that I can. I find it brings connection back. It enlivens you, especially if you're using real play and games to do it. So come and check out all the games and stuff that we've got going on at bringconnectionback.com.